Welcome back to the Watch the Series Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon. It's been a while since I had these two gentlemen on the show, but, you know, we got my man Travis Bryan and Rich Fan for the PW Torch back to talk the expanse. What's going on, fellas? Hey, hey. It's been a while since we did an expanse review, but we're back for the final season of the expanse. This season's only six episodes, so we're going to do them in two episode batches. So today... We're talking about episode one and two, and then next time, obviously, it'll be three and four, and then we'll finish up with the final two episodes uh, of the series. Well, I've heard that it might not be the final thing ever, but the final thing for now, so we'll see. We'll see mm-hmm. how it ends. I mean, just, you know, based on history, I'm, I'm willing to, uh, you know, it'll be it'll be like it was like in... 2018 or whatever they closing down they stripping down the set and then you know somebody runs in with a with a with a with a memo some bitcoin <laughs> yeah okay however but they run in with the memo like no don't shut everything down so you know and and obviously it depends on how what they do in this in these six episodes that we're going to talk about over the next few episodes um if if it's a solid end where we feel, oh wow, that that was just some amazing, that was six amazing hours of television. They can't, I don't even come back. Uh, you know, they there's still a chance that they do that, but mm-hmm. uh, I'll take more content, please. A hundred percent. So before we get into the show, since I haven't talked wrestling with you guys in a long time, I haven't listened to. Uh, the East Coast Cast VIP yet, so I don't know if y'all talked about this or not, but I, but I just want to know what the hell was that Brandy segment last night on Dynamite? What was that? Did you, what was that? Uh, <laughs> what, so I only saw the line, you know. Oh, you black belt, um, the the final punchline. That's all I saw. I didn't see the promo, the interaction w- between the two leading up to it. I'm sure it was, you know, five or ten minutes long. So I missed a decent amount. All I saw was the can you believe this? She said this. Line. My wife was watching the whole thing, but she don't she doesn't watch Dynamite that often. Of course. She, of course. She that, isn't that how it happens? When you really to your wife or somebody. Oh, and my wife's name is Brandy. So I go. Oh. <laughs> So she goes and sits down. And Dan Lambert's talking about, I've never met a woman named Brandy that's not a stripper in my entire life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I did see that, yeah. And she's like, what is going on here? And then Brandy comes out. She goes, who's that? 
Let's not tell her who that is. And she remembers Cody Rhodes because she watched WWE. She's like, oh, that's what he's doing now. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, that's her, that's her, his wife. And she starts talking. And she's like, why is she talking like that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's watching uh, and she's talking yes. like this. And it's just why like this. is she talking like that? <laughs> and it was such a weird thing because Derek Love was like, anytime you come on the screen, everybody watching just wants you off the screen. And I'm like, you're not far off from being right. Nope. <laughs> like, I'm not going to say you're wrong here. Um, and then they had that line. And I just said, and my wife was like, what was that? Like, what is that? She was like, did they script her to do that? And I was like, they don't really script stuff that much in this it's, promotion. It's not even that. It's she's she gets to say whatever she wants to say. Yeah. Or she certainly, if she don't, somebody hand her something and be like, hey, say this, she could certainly be like, no, that's <laughs> yeah. a terrible line. Cody, look at this shit. Like, look what they're trying to get me to say. Um, so knowing that she thing, has Trav, complete creative control. But still, I just like, sent whether, you, whether it's like... I just sent you, they gave the watch and learn as Brandy puts Lambert in his place. So they, when we did our show, the audio and video wasn't up. Now, they have completely put the whole thing up. For the public to see. God help us all. They put the whole clip up? Yep. I just, I'm going to share it in our chat here. So that way you have it as well. So they think this was good. Yeah. (laughs) Or worth worth separating and pointing out on social media. Let me see. What they, how they quote, how they um, caption this. Watch and learn as Brandy puts Dan Lambert of American Top Team in his place. I, that's an interesting caption of that that segment. <laughs> I watched that and I was like, and then the other part of me was like, let's take all the ridiculousness out of it. That's not even a good like punchline. No. Like, I don't even understand nope. what it means. <laughs> no, it means her interpretation of black women is the role of Vivica A. Fox, as told by Tony Khan in uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, as uh, Loretta Black. <laughs> Whenever Loretta had to smash, uh, what's the <laughs> girl's name? Larry, Susie. Larry's, but Susie. Yeah, Whenever Susie, Susie came to like, the door. <laughs> yeah, and she'd be like, "Why are you talking to Larry that way?" And then that—that's basically what she's doing currently. And and Cody plays the role of Larry. God help us. And where is this leading to? Like, uh, is is Brandy gonna have a match with Dan Lambert? Like, what's going on? I think they're gonna tie in. I, I did a show earlier today with our buddies, uh, uh, Blake and Sal, and Blake's dad uh, mentioned, and I lost my mind, and he put it up on Instagram because I was just so disappointed with myself for not realizing this could come to pass, that they can bring Jade Cargill back into it because of the feud that happened before Brandy got pregnant, and then Brandy could beat Jade for the TBS title, and oh, her God. and Cody could be <laughs> the king and queen of the mothership. <laughs> That would make a lot of people mad. That's like old school I, wrestling heat. <laughs> why would you? And my, my first thing is, besides that's a, you know, putting them on TV with any amount of push behind it is just a bad idea. Like we, yeah. But you would completely be undo what you've been doing with Jade Cargo for the last nine, 12 months. Mm-hmm. And trying to. I mean, look at, look at Cody's shirt, though. Oh yeah, that shirt. I saw that. I saw you tweeted that today, and I died. 
What is face what is wrong with heel him? winner? Well, I mean, that's a he, clever he, shirt. That's actually the best thing he like. That's actually for me kind of really clever. Like, I wouldn't wear that because of. <laughs> I gotta admit, I did laugh when Dan Lambert said, "It looks like you have a transformer symbol on your neck." That's a tattoo. That was great. That was great. <laughs> I did laugh at that. That was great. But that segment, I just had to. I haven't listened to the um, to the show yet, so I didn't know what y'all said. But yeah, I oh yeah, we did. Morning. And you know what? You mentioned American Top Team, and my idiot behind didn't even think about this. They could probably get Paige Van Zant to wrestle her. What? Who's Paige Van Zant an American Top why, Team? Why would it, Brandy shouldn't wrestle anybody? Like that shouldn't even because be Paige has already interjected about. herself in like Cody's stuff. And and Jericho stuff when Jericho was feuding with American Top Team, so that would be the Brandy gets national recognition for going up against a UFC fighter like Stephanie wanted with oh, Ronda. <laughs> Stephanie, for all her flaws, is a decent performer. Well, yes. remember you, you for all of you know the one thing that is the Achilles heel with AEW, the women's division. Being as lackluster it had been the first few years, Brand and, and if I, I don't I know you didn't watch it, Travis, but I think maybe Brandon and his wife did. In Roads to the Top, Brandy uh, clearly does okay. not see the need for her to work her way to the top of the card. She's like, oh no, I should just be there. And everyone spends time on these episodes. Like, have you talked to Cody about this? Because I, I think Cody and I talked about something different for you. And she's like, no, 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 no. I'm I'm doing this. And it's like Ugh. Oh, okay. Start as a wrestler in NXT and then move into a, okay. A Here, here's where you need. The, here's the fun history time, because she started as a wrestler, Eden Styles, and okay. then Dusty took a liking to her, and instead of having her go to training, would just have her sit in his office and gossip all day. And this isn't me wrestling little J journalist. This is Dusty before he died, admitting that's how he got Cody to meet this woman, because he was like, I took a liking to her. She was one of my favorites. And even Brandy mentioned, like, I would sit in the office with Dusty and we just kiki and BS. And then, you know, one day he's like, yeah, you got to meet my boy. <laughs> like, Dusty, like, I wish I could give that much of a hookup to my son, you know, if I was ever in that position. I was like, <laughs> baby, baby, I got, I got somebody for you. Dad had been talking to this night lady. I don't know why he'd be using Dusty voice and not Virgil Runnels voice with his own son, but I assume Dusty stays in character. All yeah, time. Dusty don't. Dusty never left Gimmick. So this one, I'm looking at her, and we'll get. We're about to get to the expanse. I'm looking at her at Wikipedia. This is wild. It says she was a competitive figure skater for seventeen yeah, years, and then she got hurt. Then she went to Michigan on a full scholarship, worked as a mm-hmm. news reporter and a model. At the same yep. time, then got a master's degree in journalism from University of mm-hmm. Miami, and then went to WWE to wrestle. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is so random. Like that's such a random series of events. Well, not the, well, the not one the thing first that helped explain. bunch. I mean, that's just typical kind of uh, trajectory for somebody that that wants to be somebody in the in the business in the either news or modeling or whatever. She was just doing the, those things and then and then wrestling. Then it gets weird. That's that's <laughs> the that's the you hairpin turn like, wait, huh? Cause the first part of that Wikipedia seemed pretty normal. All the things you were running down, like, oh yeah, she was a 
a woman about her uh, stuff, and then she went back to school, and blah, 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 and then wrestling? <laughs> so, yeah, I don't get that part. All right, so yeah, that was Wrestling Corner with Trevor Rich. Uh, but yeah, that was a wild. That was wild for me. I, my wife was like, "What was that last night?" She said that to me today, and I was like, "I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you about that." <laughs> it's one of those things where, of course, this is when someone walks and, in, and and all and on and and you have to think about all those all her bona bona fides, bona fides that she read out, and like, okay, clearly she's a smart woman. Clearly, she's educated and she's been places and met a decent mm-hmm. amount of folks. And and then she pulls the Brandisha shit on TV. It's like, like this is a concerted thought. This is effort being put put into you know. She's just out there like, just purposefully and and uh, kind of faking the funk. You know, like that's not you. Someone told me this was almost one year exactly after that Jade promo. Or like pretty close to it. Which was really wild when I thought about that. The Jade but promo? What was that? that first, remember that first remember that first time she did like that wild promo with, with uh, uh, Jade Cargill okay. like a year ago? Yep, yep, yep. And I was like, they were like, Yeah, when she first did the she, yeah, that was a year ago. She did the uh, first Loretta Black impersonation, was first which was a suggestion to Tony. He's like, hey, I was watching this great episode. Yeah, this great episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, and I think that'd be a great character for you. <laughs> All right, so let's get into why y'all here listen. Uh, Expand season six. We're doing the first two episodes, Strange Dogs and Azure Dragon. So the way I broke it down is instead of like doing episode one and episode two, we'll just talk about like different parts of the solar system and then talk about mm-hmm. what happened in both episodes. Yeah. So Trav, you want to start on Laconia with Avasarala, the Rossi, or with Drummer? Or or City Station with your boy Philip. Oh, that's Rich's boy. My bad. It was Rich's boy Philip. <laughs> um Let's uh, let's build this thing, and let's start. Let's start with Laconia. That was the newest thing where they 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 hit us with. Uh, I've got the episode going now, and they opened the season with Laconia. Yeah, so we meet this little girl named Kara. Is she in the books, Rich? Yeah. Okay. She so is, Cara. and it's like. Uh... It's funny because the way it's done in the books is because of the time jump, we don't get to see Laconia like we're seeing it now. So you okay. see these people older. Okay. So we meet a little girl named Kara and she's out, you know, exploring the planet and you get to see all their fauna and flora. Got to use my um, sci-fi terms. Uh, well, so actually, got... regular terms. <laughs> I don't hear it in real life. People say like plants and animals. In well, yeah, okay. it's, it's more like a, a fantasy thing and sci-fi thing yeah. and just a, a bio, you know, just a scientific kind of term. And like the regular, you know. The, the, um, the CGI looks good. Like, they did good. They spent some money on this season. And you see, like, these weird plants, like, that look like these little, like, slinky type things. They see, like, these weird, like, dino birds. Essentially, yeah. like ugly, ugly alien chicken thing, though. I, <laughs> yeah, so they fly down or they fall. Well, I guess they fell out of their nest 
into the ground or something like that. And so Kara goes over there and she starts feeding the birds her little protein bar. And then she hears something in the bushes and it's like this creature. And she says, this looks like a dog. And I'm like, that does not look like a dog. Like, at all. Does that not look like a dog? <laughs> but I mean, it was like, you know, it looked like something that hit a hole. You know, it was had four, <laughs> four legs, so in that way, it looked like a dog, I guess. So we'll call it a dog-like creature, quotes. Uh, and, you know, it's and I'm like, you're acting real, like, I probably would have been scared, and she's acting very calm around this big, like, weird-looking creature. And then she hears, like, a oh, good track. Now, I know homesteaders got a homestead, but her parents, and we'll see later, were just, <laughs> were rather loose with their kid on this, you know, new planet that they're, that they're exploring. I know you can't, you know, gotta let your kids go and be, you know, free and, and explore, but y'all just got there. Yeah, or maybe not. Maybe we don't know the time frame, the timeline. But they seem real comfortable just she off doing doing whatever. And then later we see uh they just go, Hey, don't do that. No, you can't do that. And then turn their backs and go about their important but you know, their business and completely leave this like nine or ten year old that like she's gonna be like, Oh, okay, yeah, I won't I won't go against you, Will, when you're not even if not watching me, you immediately turn your back. So nobody's watching this little girl. She's roaming around the alien forest and choking out alien chicken birds with her. Uh, yeah, with her starts crying and she runs over like, "Oh man, I got like I hurt the birds." Picks the bird up and runs it back to the camp. She almost gets run over by like somebody in a car, a jeep, uh, a jeep yeah. or something like that. Yeah, she gets and, and, in there. And that gives me an idea of how comfortable everybody is because they go slow down kid or get out of the way kid so they know they're familiar with her this is something clearly she she does she's a rambunctious you know she's precocious kid yeah mm-hmm. so even like the, the the guards and other scientists folks are just like whatever so then you know she gets back to the camp and uh she get you know she's like what happened like can y'all save it that bird's dead. That bird's dead before it got there. <laughs> and they're like, uh, that the baby, the bird's gone, but honey, the baby's the baby's gone. Yeah, some of and that like, didn't connect. There was a bit of a disconnect. Like she's she's seen this little girl has seen death. How could she have not? How could she have not? She hasn't tried. <laughs> no. No, because think about it. These are colonists. These aren't like the regular Mars people. These are like the offshoots of Duarte that have been living in labs and whatnot. This isn't the folks that were like Bobby's family, like living in the streets, learning it the hard way. Okay. These are some really rich. This is like uh, the the super donors from from like a a, a super pack got put on a planet instead of like <laughs> wallafy. Her, her parents are like whatever scientists or some kind of yeah. Boy. So yeah, good point. And so they were like, "Listen, you know, the the biology here is different than on Earth. That's why we can't grow no food here. I mean, we can't eat their food. We gotta grow our own food." And I was like, "I wonder, you know, if the planet is made up in a way that like we can exist and just walk around 
and breathe and stuff in their atmosphere. I feel like something you know, there should be edible or what yeah, like some type of related to our system, but yeah, like everything looks carbon based. Like yeah. but remember, think about when they went through the jump from uh last season or yeah, early last season, and the water was killing them. And oh, that yeah, would have been a that should have been a very easy thing. And the <laughs> The one thing that keeps coming back with all of these planets that they're visiting is it's built for human-like anatomy, but not humans. Mm-hmm. And so not humans from Earth. Like, or, or 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 Mars. Or Mars, yeah. Yep. So, so so that's like, you know. Although I hesitate to call Belters. Uh, yeah, I agree. I listen. I try to be open to all races, creeds, religions. Yeah, we got we got um, a bigot. We got a culture bigot on the show. Forgot about that. Listen, listen. Even when we were on Earth, where it was perfect, Ivar the Boneless was like had more guts than these belters. But uh, you know, I, let, let me let me let me stop if I speak too much. <laughs> so they tell her like, yeah. So like, don't feed the animals anymore. She's like, did I poison it? And it was like, no, nah, it was an accident. So then they were like, uh, the general or whatever, the soldiers want us to come look at something. And they talk, the parents start arguing. They're like, all right, we got to go. And so she was like, y'all just stay here. Everything's going to be all right. We'll be back soon. So she asked like, to do something. Can I? She's like, can well, I go bury it or something like that? And they told like, her like, no. And then turned their backs and went to do whatever they were <laughs> talking about. It's like, I was like, Okay, she's about to now go do the thing that she. It's like, yep. she's a kid one hundred and one. Like, she goes and picks up a drone, and she tells her little her little brother's like, "Can I come with you?" And she's like, "No, you stay here." So she rolls out there. She takes the dead bird back in like a Tupperware, and she takes Fancy, his drone, uh, future Tupperware, and I she's trying to pick up the birds and fly them back into their cage. And then the drone just dies. I guess it couldn't hold the weight or something. I don't yeah, know. something weird. And no, it cracked. Remember, it was like it dropped the first couple and then she flew too close to the wall oh, and that the, wing got jacked up. Okay. Oh, okay. It's just bad piloting. Okay. It's yeah, so think about it. The, the, the box literally said, do not use except for emergency. So this is clearly something you shouldn't be playing with. And she's like, oh, yeah, well, I mean. Yeah, yeah, okay, this. she don't know. She don't have no. She don't have no hard knock life lessons, and yeah. she she's like just a sheltered, you know. And she doesn't know how to. Uh, I would have thought, you know, what else you got to do, little girl, in that space? <laughs> but like practice with that drone, and then first chance you get, pressure's on. Boom! Crashing into the side of a mountain. Y'all don't have colony school. Shouldn't you be in colony school or something like that? Well, we see in episode two, she did go to colony school. She she got no sense of like even as a basic school kid. We know when the teacher come and stop doing what you're doing, right? (laughs) And she just like. So then she, um, you know, she starts crying because the drone broke and she couldn't help the rest of the little chicken birds. (laughs) And then uh, the the little dog creature. Pops his head out, and she's like, "Go away, get away from me!" And the dog was like, "It's about to." I'm like, "Oh no, this thing's about to eat this person." That's oh, see, this time. see, you and 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 Rich the same. I immediately was like, "The thing is going to, to go for the corpse." Like, I, no, I immediately I knew, like, she didn't want that bird. It probably ate the other ones while she when she ran away. It probably it probably ate the one, or I guess it didn't. She did the drone thing later, but uh, 
Yeah, that was. Yeah, and when Rich brought it up uh, yesterday, I was like, "Yeah, that didn't even cross my mind to be like scared for her." I was like, "Because nah. I was because the whole thing is to get her to just watching. It's like okay, she's going. She it's they need to ch- get her away from the station or wherever. So she's going to mm-hmm. chase this thing and get into more shenanigans and trouble. Like what? Why else are we following her doing?" You know, kid stuff. If it's not to get in trouble and it's okay. Yeah, so she turns her back to like dig a grave for the dead bird, and this thing sidles up behind it like so quietly, and takes the takes the bird and runs back into the bushes. And you know that bird is now food. Yes, as it should be. Uh, Also, it's clearly a baby. So I think we're going to get to see like a mom or dad version of, of that of that weird dog-like animal. Uh, that now then I might be scared for scared for for her. If she's in a situation where she runs into the mom. That is Laconia. By the way, they said that was ring number six seventy three, planet two. Yeah, that's named what Laconia. That's yeah. what they said. So that was the Cody. So Rich, where are we gonna go next? Uh let's deal with those uh boneless fools for a little bit. Uh, all right. We'll jump right into series station. Um <laughs> so Philip is uh getting it in in the boiler room down there with mankind. Zero G Yeeks. Zero G Yeeks, my God. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was he was uh, very forceful with it too. It's like Philip is going through some stuff right now. Uh, wasn't a lot of loving in that in- encounter. Yeah, and... space space uh, space Drake or space um space future. Yeah, yeah space future. That's good. Uh, so then Marcos, uh, you meet Marcos, uh, this person that's like running the station. And she, you know, she's giving them details about stuff on the station, like whatever's going on. And uh, Marcos then talks about like Dawes and Fred Johnson being dead. He's like, they're dead. It's time to move on. I'm like, bro, some of these people liked Fred Johnson. You don't even care. So that's right. kind of a theme with this, with these first two episodes of like, you know, I was watching this. I was like, Marcos is like not acting terribly different than like the Earthers act acted towards them on series mm-hmm. station. So this is interesting. And so Philip comes to join in and he's like, This is my son, Philip. Like, I love their accent. Like, I wonder how they created this accent for the Belters, because it's very interesting. Oh, it's yeah. They, they, they it's talk, a yeah. There's a boss man. Go ahead, Trey. No, there's a whole they've they've talked about it on various interviews and podcasts and shit. Also, Trevor, did y'all know there was a comic book for the experience that was like filling in? In between season five and season six, like what happened? Vaguely, I didn't read it, but it was like a six-issue miniseries. That's supposed yeah, to like, like when it came time. out, I think I heard about it, and I just know, you know. I may read that like tonight or something just to see what happened. But um, so then, you know, Philip, uh, they're sitting at like this bar, and they're supposed to be like talking about strategy and stuff, and Philip's supposed to be like part of the inner circle listening. He's not paying no attention. He's flirting with this bartender. The bartender comes over and is like, what can I get you? And he's like, you, basically. And she's like, what can I get you to drink? 
And, you know, Philip's like, you know, why don't we get out of here or whatever, something like that. And she ain't, she's not really having it. And um, the the woman at the station is telling Marcos that, like, they're running out of food on series. Like, what are we doing? Like, we're running out of food. Like, we got to do something here. And then he asked about, like, Drummer and, like, where's what's going on with Drummer? And they can't find her. So he raises the bounty for Drummer and the Rasinati. Uh, and he looks over at Philip like, yeah. I'm talking about your mama, which was like real shady. Um, mm-hmm. And so then Philip talks to this dude, Johan, Johan, and he tells bragging about how he got this alligator vest. And Philip's like, that's not real. He's like, oh no, it's real. This stuff gonna be valuable when we kill off Earth. You ain't gonna be able to get this stuff no more. And so I'm they like, just mad flipping <laughs> with 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 our with my life. Well, her. <laughs> They don't even want to take over Earth. They want to end Earth. But did, uh, Naomi got on Earth, right? Didn't she come down and get out? Or did she ever get out? She, she couldn't. Uh, no, she could never go down the, the yeah, gravity. When she tried to, when she was on Illus or oh, yeah, when she was on Illus, New yeah. Terror or whatever, she was uh, mad sick and had to go emergency eject back up into the, into the orbit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when they got to Earth and he went to see his Six moms, she had to stay up in the thing and do FaceTime. Right. Because that's always been the issue, like with them talking both, you know, they did a little bit in the show, but like a lot in the book. Like if she ever had to have a kid, they would need that kid to get like the shots and go and spend time in gravity so that their bones would be set and not be a softie. (laughs) (laughs) So they all start, uh, you know, then they're walking through. And the people just start chanting Marcos out of nowhere. <laughs> it's so He's weird. Weirdos. These are some weirdos. I'm glad I'm not stuck on that station with a bunch of zealots and creeps. That was weird. And so Marcos gives this speech, you know, this big speech. And, you know, he talks about how Siri should be the capital of the new Belter nation. And I'm like, this dude is full of it. Um, but you know, then they cut to Philip and Johan, and they're in their room flirting with these two women. And Johan is like telling war stories about like all this stuff that he did in the Free Navy. And they was like, "Did you? Were you part of the attack on Earth?" And he was like, "No, not but me." This guy was. But Philip was. He was like, he did this and this and this. And Philip's over there looking like more and more uncomfortable. Yeah. And, and, and at the same time, the the girl that's with him. Is getting more and more into him mm-hmm. because she's getting like turned on, I guess, by the stories that homie is telling, and so she's getting even more interested in him, him and Philip kissing on his neck, and he's just getting more and more disconnected. And why'd you think he was uncomfortable? You think he was thinking about his mama? You think he was regretting it? You think about the innocent people because remember his dad focused on the scientists. He didn't talk about like human like belt like regular human like earthers he's like yeah he did these scientists and this that and the third and he got these dudes lit up he just knows that covered in blood and he's so do the think that these were like targeted attacks or do they know that like millions of people are dead they know they know how could they not know the whole point is we got them we are continually slinging rocks at Earth, and eventually will bring them to their knees. What does that mean? It means, you know. Well, that's the thing. 
Marco is such a bad leader. And, and this is where it. I can't stand that whole family. Like, you bit you, the dog, got the car. What do you do now? You, you bit the bumper. Well, like, if you kill, because think about it, you kill the they, others, but they, you don't have a. But the first two, these first two episodes uh, firmly let you know that that isn't the case. He got a win. In a in a he won a battle in a war, you know he got that opening that opening salvo. Um, but this isn't anywhere close to being over. Like they, yeah, but as we'll talk about uh, uh, going forward, like the whole the subterfuge and the and the and the, the ops and the, the whole thing. Yeah, like Marco isn't he? Don't got the bumper no more. He didn't catch the car. He got close and, you know, but he didn't catch but, that car. Or, but see, that's the away, thing. Right? I think the opposite. He did. And he's it, because when you look at what he's done, he got the success he wanted, but his success was so narrow minded. They got this revenge. You're messing with the earth. It's great. How are you going to get food? You are now in control right. of the jump station and you don't want people to jump. The people who already passed through, you let them go to Laconia and whatever other planets. But now you don't have access to what's going on, on the other side. You have this station that you think you can get a PR win by abandoning these million people. But how do you have, because there are people who know, know you left them. Like he is forever putting out wins like on the, on the gram or on Twitter, but in real life, like taking some hard L's. I wonder if this is real life. Oh, go ahead, Trev. No, no, you go. If it's real life, what? No, this is random. So <laughs> I was gonna say, no, go I wonder it. if this was real life. If it was COVID going on, would they have banned people from like traveling? Like before this war happened, would they have like banned people from going to Mars and going to the belt who were on Earth with like COVID? I don't know. It's, it's completely random. But that's what I was thinking when I was watching. I was like, I wonder if like COVID people would be able to fly to like the belt and infect all the belters with COVID. Oh my god. <laughs> No, no, because they'd be straight. Because remember, they got all those things on the ships that have like the, like you can basically rebuild a hand. So I'm sure they could take care of them. Like, oh, right. Arm oh, yeah. Little, put the arm in the jar. The thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have that. You got to hook you up with all the immunities and the immune boosters and the, the, the everything. Completely random. Just a random freaking thought. Um, so all right. So then you know. So he yeah he runs out and he goes in the elevator. Uh, he starts breathing heavy like he's having a panic attack. And so the next time we see him, he's back at that bar again. And I immediately thought about Rich in this scene. He's at the bar, and he's touching the he's touching the bartender's hand. He's clearly drunk. He's touching the bartender's hands like, you know, come on, let's get out of here. And he, she's like, I just got here. And he's like, I can talk to your boss, man. Everything will be all right. And he, she's like, yeah, I bet, but I'm good. This dude gets turned down. He gets mad, throws a glass like right by her head, smashes the glass on the wall. Destroy and she's like, What are you doing, bro? Yoan shows up like, hey man, you're drunk. Like, let's get out of here. He pushes Yoan and he says, uh, you know, you know, these are like, these are our people. They should be, I'm the like, you know all the good stuff that I did? Like, they I'm should be hero. celebrating me. I'm a hero. And he's like, all right, bro, but let's get out of here. And he she he, he tells you, I'm like, get off of me. You're like, 
Nelly's women would like you if it wasn't for me. I bring them all around you. You're pathetic, basically. And at every turn, at every dig, at every insult, at every delusional line that Philip dropped, the Johan guy was like, like, all right, okay, like why you gotta be like that? He until Philip swung on him and he was like, uh, dip, and then it stole him, and then Philip pulled the heat out and. Yo, Johan like rocked off on him and knocked him out because he's so he's such a weakling. Like that's why I yep. really thought about Rich because I was like, God, damn, he got punched one time. He was he immediately went to the piece and yeah, pulled it out and, and, shot and the him. woman. You you even with Brandon, you were really nice to the about the uh, nice to him about the woman than I was because remember the key thing was and Travis and I joked about this last night during the show. She gave him a free drink to de-escalate the situation and clearly said to him. Am I just going to be another one of your women? Like she, they know he's a womanizer. It's not like she's turning him down because I find you ugly or something. It's like I just don't want to be one of six. Mm-hmm. I think that's respectable, right? All the de-escalation tactics es- actually them. escalated the situation. Like he got upset that she had the nerve to try to placate him. <laughs> Like, don't you <laughs> try to deep neck like that uh, uh, boondocks uh, thing. Don't you? This is a perfectly good opportunity to throw away your life. <laughs> and, uh, he took it. So that was, that was, that was definitely a belter moment right there. That I, was definitely I, I, a belter you know, moment. I, yeah. I, and then they wake up and they saw the episode two. The next time you see Philip, he's locked up. And the woman who runs the station, she comes over there and opens the door, and you see Marcos show up. And I'm like, Marcos is like five seven, but he always tries to stand up like he's like super tall. <laughs> like like, he got them like, Prince heels. Wow, <laughs> wow. And he walks over there, and he's like, "Let him out." And she's like, "We can't do that. We got rules here." And he goes, "This is free navy business. We'll deal with it. Let him out." He's like, "This is free like, navy business," and somebody assaulted their like. You know, superior officer, superior officer, and he defended himself. Uh, that's in the story. I was like, this story is full of shit. Like, this is what? Like, he just and he's like, yeah, this, this is what happened. And Philip's like, that's it. And he goes, what? You want me to, I mean, punish, to punish you? More? <laughs> <laughs> and then like this guy don't even. You don't even know how to just take the W, fam. Like, you're not locked up now. Like, just shut the back up. He tries to tell he tries to tell him this story. Like I, I guess this inspirational story. And he's like, What me and Sid, we used to go out every night and have sex with a bunch of different women and get pissed drunk at the bar. But guess what? The next morning we showed up on the line ready to go. I mean, there's like, something to that. Yeah, I mean there is. And he's like, you know, especially for somebody who does all those things and lets it affect them and they don't show up and they're late and they're bad for you know, can't perform. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, no, 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 no. We we did all them things, and then we showed up on time, and because we didn't have anybody to bail us out. Is what he said, right, right, right. Yeah. right. And, and also, there's judge. a we, Brandon and Trav. There's a we. Like he waking up the next morning and it's a me because you took out the we. Yeah, like you, you and me could fall out, but I ain't gonna put you six feet under because I'm wrong. Like that was also, I think, the point Marco was making to him, like. Uh, you know, you can, you got these young, you know, these wild oats to sow, but you got to have somebody to have your back, and you just mm-hmm. shot that dude. 
So how am I yep. going to punish you more when you just killed your your your, your dude, like the yeah. person who's supposed to keep you in your place when you need when you are wilding? Well, then we see more about Rosenfeld, and I was like, we're seeing a lot of her. She must have a big role coming up. And she she talk, she runs up on Marcos and says, I heard about Philip. And Marcos was like, be very careful about what you said next. And this woman was basically like, like, who are you talking to? Like, like, why, like who do you think I am? She, she just goes on about her business. She's like, yeah. But, you know, back to this, I think, you know, Marcos is, you know, Philip is loose. And he, um, he says he has a lack of focus. He's out of control. Like, you know, you need to drop. She said, like, you need to drop him in the water and watch him swim. Is that what she said? Something like that. Yeah, yeah like some in, kind in of water recycler. So basically, like, with this, like, just kind of like what we saw um, in season one when the water got poisoned, like, places like that on the ship constantly is recycling the water. So it's like reservoirs. So basically, uh, that is literal seeker swim. And for a belter, that's probably even scarier. <laughs> like work working across that w- water, so like with what her dad did to her was like psychotic. Mm-hmm. Like just working through that in my head because you're already at Z- Atmo, so it's like not necessarily zero G, but you're in water, so it's like a different version of zero G with gravity. Oh man, that I was like that's psychotic. Yes, and so you know she goes, uh, "I need him to be the man that he's." Marcus goes, "I need him to be the man that he should be." And she says, are you planning to stay mad at him until he gets there? Because, you know, we got more important things like this war that's going on. Like, we got this war that we need to handle. And he goes, you know, everybody else here is afraid of me. And she goes, she was like, huh, you're welcome. Yeah, she, like, yeah. she was like, uh, you're welcome. Like, just played it to its end. Like, oh. Hey, this woman is clearly not afraid of you, buddy. Yeah. Um, and so... You know, Philip comes up to her and says, I want to, you know, Johan's family should be compensated. Here's what he did for the cause. And she's like, bro, did y'all hear the story that we're telling people? Like, he assaulted you and you defended yourself. Why don't we give him any money? He said if he lived, we would execute him and his family family don't deserve nothing. Uh, But but then she was like, oh, we'll, we'll send them some basically pellets. like a care package yeah <laughs> yeah a yeah. couple of pellets we give him a, 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 a marco and Norma like signed autograph barrels of water i don't i don't remember what it was yeah so do the people on the on the boat were they getting like imported meat from earth like what would they they eat? really they don't eat, eat that meat. Space it's like the uh yeah, they eat the beef slime and the stuff that's been like generated because remember because of their their whole uh 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 like anatomy and stuff because of the zero G like some of the stuff they can't eat because their bodies just can't handle it. And so whatever they see, like our version of steak is going to be like a generic knockoff of it. And that's why they were in homeboys grill in episode one. It's like, Oh, this is some knockoff snake skin. You ain't getting no real snakes. Where you get some snakes? <laughs> right. Where you get a snake from when in the belt. <laughs> <laughs> so I know, cause I know they were growing stuff on Ganymede and like, Vegetables mm-hmm. and stuff, but I I didn't yeah. know if they got imported meat from Earth. Uh, so then, um, where was it? Oh, so they, yeah, they said they're gonna give us some pellets, and then uh, Philip leaves. He tries to leave a message for Yohan's family, basically saying like, you know, he died for the cause, and we're gonna send you something for his his work. Uh, and then I'll get back to the end of this after we talk about what happened. Um, so we'll go to drummer next. 
So, you know, Drummer was on her ship, and the Free Navy, they got this bounty hunter looking for them. And they're all, they're like hiding. Like, they're like, okay, we're going to wait for this perfect shot. Like, we got to hide out here because we don't got that many bullets, uh, missiles. So we can't waste anything. We can't get in a fight. Literally, like four or five of them. And so she's like, yeah, she's like, we got to, you know, we got to get the perfect shot. There's somebody's like, fire the missile. And she's like, no, this has to be perfect. We can't miss. And uh, so she tells Mitchell, she's like, on my go, hit the thrusters. Oh my God. How? And she's like, okay. And so they're waiting, they're looking at like this, like this radar, they're waiting, they're waiting, they're waiting. And then she goes, go. And then the girl hits the test button and it sends like a mm. signal out to them to let them know exactly where they are. And I was like, this person should not be on in charge of the missiles. Like they she should not. <laughs> she's not. And so that was so, absurd. What happened? So this part I don't understand. How did they get out of this? I, next thing I know, uh, she wound up, up killing the power and then firing off one of the other uh, ancillary units. So they thought it was a malfunction, and that was the thing they could chase. Oh, and then it ended up blowing them up. Yeah, okay. they ended up getting them in the end. Yeah, I was like, how'd they get out of this? I just remember seeing them get blown up and then taken off. So they were like, what could we salvage? And they were like, you know, some rations, some med kits. And she's like, no, munition. What do we get? And they're like, one missile. And she's like, that's it? Yeah, go ahead, Trey. How? I never noticed, but I've got, I've got episode one on in the background. Marcos doesn't have any tattoos. Everybody around him has neck and face tattoos mm-hmm. in some form, whether they're light, like thin, or, or everybody. Philip's got neck ones. The lady, the blonde lady that told him off or like didn't take a shit, uh, has got neck ones and like two on each, like a, ta- a thin one on each side of her face. It's uh, we've never seen her with his jacket off. So I don't know if he got some on his arms or not. Yeah, no, but I, I get that. You can have them on your body, but the belter thing is that you have yeah. them on your face and your neck, and they're like a, like like a, the Maori lady that is the first lady with a Maori Gangster, yeah. mouth tattoo or chin tattoo with that's going to present the news. I'm assuming it's. Oh in, yeah, I'm looking at this in, now because Philip and Naomi have them right on her neck on their neck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, that's a good point. The one thing, and uh, this is like inferred from the book, and they haven't really done it yet, is, well, they, they I, even in the book, they didn't mention it. Like, he is so arrogant and so, um, this is my assumption. This isn't like, he's so arrogant and he's so, uh, like, grandiose. I would imagine, like, if this was nowadays, and, you know, you might have one tat, he would be the guy with all the tattoos. So in the world where everyone in your culture is tattooed, not he having a tattoo makes any. you stand up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes sense. That is a really good point. So, you know. He's like, now wearing his hair in a bun. At the end yes, of yes, the that too. I definitely noticed that. <laughs> and so, I was like, that's so pretentious. People on the floor belter, that's pretentious. And so, then they go to, oh, then they're like, uh, we gotta go fuel up and Go to the science station on Triton. So that's a and like we'll go there because it's not that many people on that path, and we won't get like found out. And so 
they're in the back, and Jessup is talking to Drummer, and she's like, yeah, you know, Mitchell, she ain't built for this life. Like, you know. And she's like, what you want me to do? She's like, we got to let her go. Like, she ain't built for this. Like, we're in a war. We can't have people out here messing up. Like, and she's like, but she's family. And, I, and he's like, yeah, she's family, but she got to go. This so was Mitchell, very un, undrummer-like, this whole... It looked like he got some type of hold over her. Like, no, no, she, no, I don't even mean home, you know, her obvious, what I'm assuming is maybe you know, new lover. Lover, yeah. yeah. I just meant like her, like dealing with that incompetence and fear from that, uh, from the woman that hit test instead of launch. Like, yeah. fam, it's a fucking, it's, it's a button. It's, it's, <laughs> like, why are you shaking? Like, why? Are, like, she was shaking and trembling and hit the wrong button. Uh, but it was very undrummer like to be making excuses. She ended up doing the right thing. And but like in that moment when my man is like, like, man, we can't have her, she's like making excuses instead of just being like, Yeah, I can't believe she almost cost us this uh thing because she hit test instead of launch. <laughs> like, why was that even an option on uh on the Yeah, you got disabled test the end <laughs> uh, so then they um yeah, the, then Michio comes there and she tries to apologize. And she's like, I don't think, she's like, I'm trying really hard. And the drummer's like, no one said you weren't trying. You just weren't doing. Yeah. And so she was <laughs> like, so what we're going to do is, you know, we're going we're gonna to find you a nice little safe ship to get you off. And we're going to drop you off. And then we're going to come back and pick you up when it's all over. And Michio was like, when it's over. Wait, yeah, that was a good point. Like, when it's <laughs> over? Like, so never. Like, I won't ever be seeing y'all again. Okay, this is goodbye. And she runs off to her bed and cries. And Drummer looked like she was going to go console her. And Jessup, like, grabbed her arm. And I was like, nah, let her let her be. So then we see her. Do you know this dude's name, Rich? I didn't write down his name. The dude that showed I up. I do not. Yeah, the dude who's like, you know, uh, Mark like me. Yeah. 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 This dude shows up and you know, who they're going to drop off um, Michio with, and they're talking about stuff, and then he tells Drummer that uh, eventually he tells her that, like, yeah, you know, she's like, what do you do? She's like, oh, you know, he got me on all these shit jobs, but, you know, we just basically stock, you know. <laughs> oh, before that, <laughs> this was really funny. Uh, he says that, um, he says that Marco took, the free babies took over the dock again to me, and then he says, but we're not really in the... She said, I thought you were free, Navy. And he was like, nah, Marco don't like me because I intimidate him sexually. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Like, what is going on? Like he, was being, he was being Mr. Personality. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Uh, I, I got a distinct... Um, he's going to be the poor imitation. Not imitation, but like poor fill in for other. Ashford. Oh, Ashford, yeah. 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 Let's say the other gray haired old head <laughs> that uh, grizzled vet type. So he's got to bring the humor and mm. some and some zingers. Uh, so that was the immediate vibe I got from him. So then he, then he says, like, uh, you know, they, we, they got these like, safe houses, these supply houses uh, that he has all around the galaxy, like, you know, and she goes, 
So you know where the supply ships are? Like, why you ain't why you ain't hit them up for that stuff yet? And then she's like, oh, no, before that, she's like, oh, let me give you a tour. Because uh, initially he asked for a tour. And he, she was like, no, nah, I ain't got time for this. Mm-hmm. And then after she heard that, she's like, let me give him a tour. And then she's giving him a tour. And she goes, you know, you know all this stuff. And you don't like Marcos. Why don't you hit him up where it hurts? And he's like, because I'm not trying to die. And then she's like, mm-hmm. listen, we got to snatch their food off his table. Like, like true pilots, like Ashford would do. And I guess they got some type of agreement, like they're gonna go hit up these supply houses. Um, all right, Chad. So you want to you want to finish with Darasi or finish with Abasarala? Uh, do Abasarala, and then that that leads into Darasi. So all right, yeah. so Abasarala is back on Earth, and we talked about this last season on the show because Richard brought up that, like in the books, it was like really devastating, like. Hundreds of millions of people were dead, and then the and on the show they just had like it looked like it just like hit this one area and it was like a couple million people dead. But then they give us like this like uh, real like this WWE like video package of like what happened since we last saw you, and yeah. it's like I guess it was a six month like uh, a, like a six month video package of yeah of the last six months. I hear the highlights, and and they were even Rossinanti gets into the fight. It was like true, like old school war, real, you know, kind of shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Spinning newspaper. <laughs> even homegirl later was like, Rossi joins the fight. I don't want to do your yeah, exactly. The homegirl later, the journalist is like, I'm not gonna do your, yeah. I'm not gonna do your propaganda. So it's like a bunch of people dead. Then we find out like they've been just shooting these rocks at them over and over. They're again. not only shooting rocks at Earth, but you saw the space station that they're targeting, mm-hmm. all kinds of like mm-hmm. infrastructure, like not just, you know, let's hit Earth and, and people, but communication stuff, the damn space station or whatever that, that they did that they hit. And of course they ended with a belter on there like now Earth is and there's no what it feels like to be belter. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Uh, and they also, they also showed clips of like Belters cheering. Which was like, like rocks it. Which is exactly what they would do here. But is is does Earth now feel know what it's like to oh so you guys have had uh madman throw asteroids at you guys? You've <laughs> you've personally experienced that. That's what Belter life is about. Because that's no. But I, I mean obviously the point is to be helpless and and and, and at the at the will of somebody else, but mm-hmm. yeah, screw that. So they uh they talk about how uh you know they they got these defense systems set up to like break up the rocks, and they were like they knocked down the last two hundred strikes, but you know even when they break up the rocks, like some of them get through and they get. My man was damage. like, she was like, how many casualties? She was like five hundred. Like, yeah, I mean only five hundred. She was like, don't. Don't, uh, don't try <laughs> don't to, try to sugarcoat this. Yeah, don't try to make it seem like that's cool that 500 people died. But I'm sorry when you got headlines and stuff, you know, 3 million dead and, you know, 15 million starving in this region. When something mm-hmm. speaks through and only gets five 500 people, it's like, hey, mm-hmm. word. You take word. Your yeah, because at this point, it's about numbers and su- survival as a species. So, yeah. And so it looks like 
you know, Bobby's gotten used to life on Earth. She's down there fine. It's cold. This is almost like a grain farm or something like that. Of course. Bobby. Yeah. And yeah. so adaptive. She's a marine, baby. I remember so Bobby growing up on Mars had even more gravity. So this is nothing for her. This is she oh, built yeah. different. She really built different. I got these softies. <laughs> <laughs> so then I'm surrounded so Well, she did about... go through her own withdraw not withdrawal, but whatever yeah, the earth time, earth earth yeah. sickness stuff is. So yeah. And she wanted to see the ocean. That dirty ass ocean in New York. <laughs> She and was she so, was disappointed after that. Like, oh, my <laughs> way down here to see this. Yeah. And obviously, I was talking about like you know when the rocks don't hit us, like they have like all this stuff that goes up in the atmosphere and it's like messing with the air, the bio density or the bio something. It's like yes, yeah, environmental shit that that they're that they're dealing with. So my Earth is Earth is messed up, and so. Um, then they go back. So they had this ship. I forget what it's called, but I called it like Space Air Force One, which is basically what mm-hmm. it is. It's like Space Air Force One. They have like a whole press troop on there, like on the like on the president's plane. And Monica, they're asking her questions. She ignores them. But of course, she stops to listen to Monica. And then she tells Monica, like, yeah, dad, I'm not talking to you anymore, basically. Because uh, she's, she's asked, oh, she asked them, like, uh, have you thought about reaching out to Marcos? And she's like, diplomatic uh whatever whatever yeah diplomatic relations and she's like no and she's like even if i was that wouldn't be none of your business that'd be she's like it's national security or or global security whatever like not gonna sit here give you a a little blurb here (laughs) and so then bobby jumps in it's like all right that's enough and then monica's like you know we're not her subjects right we're her constituents and she's like, uh, I'm Sorella knows that. And Monica goes, you know what I like about you? I can always tell you your lying. And no, so, no, no. Always, what I've always liked about you is that you were a terrible liar. Oh, yeah, you're a terrible liar. Yeah. <laughs> and Bobby just gave her the like, oh, yeah, well, you got me. Because that job comes with the territory. If you're a press secretary, you got to be able to manage the press. Like, sometimes you got to slip stuff in. You got to be able to. That's not Bobby. Bobby's like, listen, can I punch her in the face? <laughs> yeah, because that leads right into we go in and obviously I was like floating. Because remember, like the first few, the first time she went to space, she hated it, and now mm-hmm. she's like, let me let me turn off my let me play boots. let me play in, grip, in zero G exactly. <laughs> well, like, think about what so she's good. doing though, because it isn't just playing. Remember, she's older, oh, and that is that's better on your bones and like you know not like these softies. Oh, now it's better but, for your bones. No, no. For when when you live that hard life on Earth and you got gravity and you want to do a little zero G wait, to get that low back, wait, right? Sarala in hard life, like we're putting those two things in the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because remember, she's she like they don't get it twisted. She's super old, like because of the drugs and stuff. They oh, don't yeah, really cover probably it like is, uh, you know, buck thirteen or something. Yeah, they do. They do say yeah. they live past like hundreds and stuff. Right, it's five hundred years of the future. So, so then they, um, you know. She's like, I can tell you hate this job. <laughs> and Bobby's like, yeah, I hate this job. <laughs> and she's like, I, she's like, so I'll quit tomorrow. And she's like, oh, you're not getting the easy way out. And then she was like, uh, you're sick of doing nothing. You're a Marine. You want to do some stuff. And she was like, so I got something for you. I heard Holden uh, located like this, this ship, which we'll get to in a second. And so she was, so basically um, she sent them out there to join Holden, which we'll get to. 
Um, and then the last thing we see with Abbasarala is her talking to Monica and basically asking her to <laughs> to tell to, to tell a story about the devastation on Earth, like the real story. And maybe that'll make the Belters uh, care about killing innocent Earth people. And I was like, uh, not the way they show the Belters. <laughs> I don't think they care. <laughs> well, no, I mean, that's what you do. Like, yeah, Sarah McLaughlin. That's what, yeah, Let's you go. in Arms of the Angels with the soundtrack. Behind, yeah, for sure. Uh, like she said, you know, this isn't like, oh, all of a sudden half the population is going to be like, oh, guys, we've been, we've been doing these guys wrong. Let's uh, change our ways. But maybe somebody inside, maybe somebody higher up, you just never know. And that's kind of why propaganda even when it's uh just you know and or however you you know all the, the good things about propaganda like if it's just real like hey we're just telling the story we're just putting some sympathetic music behind it and doing the whole the, you know playing it up but there's a there's a there's a point behind it so Trevor you still uh, anti-belters? Are you still 100% against the belt? I mean, I, like, I get what they're, like, first, I, I don't know. It's 500 years in the future. Like, why are you out there in the first place? Like, who told you to go into the middle of space? And now you... Hold on, I think Rich told us that. Didn't they explain that in the book, who went out to the yeah, belt? Yeah, it was the people, the people with, it was essentially folks with no options who took the, like, hey, we got this opportunity for you out here. And then they just stayed. And as they stayed and propagated, they thought they were buying into helping the effort to kind of help colonize Mars, but what wound up being almost a servant class. So they did volunteer for it, but it also became something you then become indentured into if you're born on the belt and you're just, see, Travis is just like, nobody told, nobody told you to go to Amazon <laughs> shop number 617 200 years ago. Now your dad's working there and your mom's working there and you're working there and the Bezos bot wants you to go uh, so supposed to like They were supposed to like do their tour on the belt and then come back to Earth for the Mars and like live their life out after they did their service on the belt. That was how it was supposed to be. No, you're signing up for it. Remember, you're creating the supply chain because think about how far it is before they got the Epstein drive from Mars to Earth. So you're mm -hmm. constantly building stations. And as you're building stations, you're leaving people to help run the station. So as those folks stayed, they stayed, had kids, and they didn't want to go because they had nothing. Clearly, they were leaving behind on Earth that meant anything to them. And so that meant, you know, you you find you kind of find those uh, those fits. And then it just keeps going for generations. I feel like it's going to be the reverse in, like, our life. It's going to be, like, the super wealthy. They said they're supposed to send people to Mars in, like, I, they said, like, 2026 or something like that, or 2028 or something like that. It's like a planned yeah. manned mission to Mars. I feel, and if they start colonizing Mars in our lifetime, like, in the next 50 years, I feel like it's not going to be the poor people. It's going to be, like, rich people. Going to do that. Oh no, no. Sure. But that's the thing, Brandon. It's gonna you still but that's gonna create the belters we're talking about because you're gonna need the people to be in the intermediate. Somebody's stages, gotta do the, op, mm -hmm, right. the crap jobs. Work. Mm -hmm. That's true. Uh but also good luck, rich folks. Go to go to Mars. Okay. Fine. <laughs> what a stupid fucking thing to you know. Like, uh, 
dumbass. That was like, the funniest if you thing can, about this. If you can turn Mars into something like, well, then you could turn Earth back into Earth. Yeah, that was the funniest thing about this show was <laughs> when the pe- when the rings opened up and, <laughs> and all the people on Mars realized we spent all this time and we grew like one plant on the entire planet. Yeah. And now we got all these rings to like all these planets that's like already there for us to go. But you know what's funny? The people that's going through the rings aren't the poor people. It's just like those are all, mm-hmm. like Rick said, the rich people. Well, we did have the mix because remember, the, the, the ships were getting shot down. They were making a run for it. Oh, yeah. Trying to get through that's the true. rings. They were full of like refugees. Yeah, I mean, like settlers. Yeah, people were trying to, trying to start that settlers new life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the Belters were like, nah, 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 nah. Y'all ain't leaving us behind. But on they were attached to a mining company, corporate. Like, they were obviously mm-hmm. close behind, like, right there. Like, yeah, 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 you serfs. You want, y'all want to try to <laughs> exactly. live here and do? Sure. We're here for the... Horizon needs a new town we're, to build. How we're about here for the about? unobtainium. Like, y'all go do whatever y'all want to do. And, yeah, for sure. So I'm left to believe, I maybe they explore this in the book before we get to the Rossi Rich, but like watching the show, you would believe that like most of these planets that these people are going to, the people are there like fine, living it up. And it's just like these few planets that we've seen that like a bunch of mess is happening. Did they talk we, about a bunch of know, in the books? But we know there are a bunch of pl- options. Yeah. Through the ring, there's whatever. Yeah. There, yeah. Thousands of options to to, to 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 go to, and Illus and this other new planet that we're dealing with now—that's just two of hundreds or thousands. Yeah, it, the thing, and that's basically covered in the final book, which I haven't gotten to yet. Okay. Is just like with Game of Thrones, like with the White Walkers, they fundamentally like no one except for Holden, and then he stopped ever kept asking the question, why are these so many inhabitable worlds with no one on them? Mm-hmm. Like, what happened? Why did they make the proto-model? Everyone's so busy, like go, like you were saying, go, 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 do this, do this, do this. And, you know, they always, they, 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 and that's why I love science fiction, because at some point in series like this, you always get to the question, everyone asks the question, no one ever asks the question why I should do something instead of just doing it. And then you see the consequences. So, there is yeah there are some planets where people are just chilling loving life but we have not yet seen any sort of reckoning in terms of the alien race that wiped out everyone else and that's why i very much want bezos or bitcoin bob or somebody else to bring this to a full conclusion because i not having read the book like i want to know what happens like i need to see that at this point, you've created characters that when I listen to the book, and that's probably what I'm going to do tonight before I go to bed, uh, whatever book I was up to in the series, I now imagine these actors and actresses as the characters I've read for years. Mm-hmm. And they've done a phenomenal job of the casting on that point, too, because, you know, we'll get to one of my favorite characters in a minute on the Rossi. So we cut to the Rossi. We'll finish up here. And, you know, they're in space. They're in the belt. And they're fighting some free Navy ship. And they blow it up. And then we'll find out that they've been out there for 187 days. And you can see it on their faces that they've been out there for 187 days. Uh, and, uh, you know, Naomi. Is there, 
Peaches is doing anything. Yeah, Peaches is on the plane. Clarissa is on the plane. Amos is there. They're all there. No Alex, obviously. Uh, they got Peaches doing mechanical work, so she's like earning her keep. But off in the cut, keep. like like yeah. away from everybody. Like there's this clear delineation of uh, of of the crew and not the crew, and we got that to help that big emotional. <laughs> Peaches to help. And then we got the big emotional uh, thing later with Holden and Peaches. Uh, so, yeah, then, uh, you know, Naomi's talking to Holden and they're like, what the hell were they doing out here in the middle of nowhere anyway? And they look at this rock and 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 Holden's like, let's just go over there. And Naomi's like, what? Like, they might be trapped. What are you doing? Like, no. Uh, and so Amos goes, Amos is like, you know what? Before we do anything, let me go out here and see if there's any holes in the ship. So, you know, he puts the shoes on and he goes out to walk on the ship on the ship. And I was like, I'm still, I don't know how many times I would have to do that. Until that shit's yeah. commonplace. Yeah, it's just commonplace. <laughs> just, just walk out on the ship. On the outside of a ship in the middle of, of space. Yeah. So then they uh they're like, let me sit, they basically set the drone to check it out instead of driving the ship up there regularly. And they and they see like this end of like a like an engine. And Holden's like, oh, there's another ship. Let's let's go shoot a missile at him. And Naomi's like, hold up, buddy. Let me see what this is. And so they zoom in. They're like, I don't think that's a ship. I think that's just an engine. And so the next thing we do is we see Holden. You know, he's, you know, thrusting down to the rock. And he gets on there. And, and they're looking through the video camera. And they're like, yeah. And Naomi's like, yeah, anybody can do this. You just got to attach an engine to the rock. As many ships as the free free navy's taking over, they got engines to waste, and so they're like, "Let's go check it out." She's like, "It's probably like some type of mainframe computer or something hooked up." And so he's like, "Oh, I see it." He goes over there, and then she tells him, "Like, yo, you got to patch in." And so he she pulls this cord out, he patches in, and gives, then our, you see this, gives our hard line. Yeah, hard line. Then you see like this metal thing hitting the engine. Just knocking on the engine. I was like, oh, this shit is starting up. This is not good, buddy. <laughs> and she's like, oh, the reactor started. She's like, hold it, get the fuck out of there. The magnetism and, is up. You got to get out of there. And he and, was like, mm, I'm going to just smack this shit ting. out of it a couple times. Yeah, so she, she's losing it on the comms. Like, Naomi is like, at the end, the, the funny, I, I, I watch all these shows with the um, closed caption on. So the second yeah. time I watched this, the last line before he breaks it, she goes, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> what? Like she was so angry at him. She was so angry at him. Yep. Uh, and I was like, Naomi, who wasn't and that was that up? That was setting up for later when we got the real uh, Naomi breakdown there or freeze up or however you want to. Uh, he wasn't going to get off that rock. Like it wasn't nothing she could it do. wouldn't he, he his best chance was to yeah. smack it with a wrench a couple times. Like that she was, was like, I can bring the Rossi down there. What? That's what is that gonna do? He's gonna be vaporized by then. And then you'll get caught up in some magnetism current or something. So uh, you know, he break he ends up breaking it and getting some like data from it that he could take back to the ship. Um so then uh you know, they, then they cut to Naomi, like, putting some stuff away, and Clarissa comes in, and she's like, oh, I just did this and this, and Amos is like, good job. And Naomi just looks up at her, just side-eyes the shit out of her, just, like, side-eyes her. 
And Clarissa sees it. Peaches is like, uh, I'm going to go get some food. <laughs> and Elmo's looks and was like, hey, you know, she's been here like six months. She's done her job. Like, she's been, you know, anything that we've asked her to do, she's done. And the other's like, yeah, but she ain't supposed to be here. <laughs> and Amos is like, but she's doing a good job. And she's like, only reason she's here is because you decided on your own that she can replace Alex. And Amos is like, bruh, nobody said anything about Alex. Like, what are you talking about? Like, this has nothing to do with Alex. Is she not even flying the thing? Like, Holden is flying the, the, the Rossi. And then she goes, and Amos goes, also, you did a lot of stuff that you ain't asked us about, and we forgave you. Yeah, remember yeah. how you betrayed us and did us <laughs> and gave Fred the proto remember, remember season two, Naomi? Like, we have to bring up season two? And here you are, Judgy McJudgerson, six months later. This isn't, they didn't pick up from where we left off at the end of season five. Mm-hmm. They did the montage and the crew has been out there. And you ain't had a conversation with this woman. You ain't got over your issues with her. In six months in space isolation, yeah. So, well, it's clear you can see from the conscious, way Peaches does it. That's a conscious it. effort. It, it's clear that? from the way Peaches acts in the first two episodes. She basically eats when they aren't there. She, ba- she you know, she, she does walking on eggshells. Yeah, mm-hmm. which sucks. Yeah, that's horrible. So you know, Amos goes to talk to Holden, and he's basically like, "Look." <laughs> Like, I'm here to kill Marcos before he kills us. Like, that's it. Because, you know, Holden's talking about, like, you know, you know, I got, he got the footage of, like, that Martian ship. The last scene we saw at the end of last season when the ship got, like, vaporized by, like, whatever that red, you know, fire-looking stuff was. Mm-hmm. So, like, Holden got the clip of that. And he's like, yo, what is this? Like, like what is this? And he's like, it was just like, bro, we out here to do one thing so I can get back to Luna and get drunk, basically. <laughs> and so um, they basically find out that, like, they got a spotter ship. And they're like, they basically, Naomi pulls up and is like, this is all the trajectory of the rocks. And it's all located from, like, something that's, you know, controlling all of it. And they're like, it's a spotter ship. And they're like, we can find that spotter, sh- spotter ship. We can stop these rocks. So then Holden apologizes to Naomi and he's like, you know, sometimes I just, you know, I'm so afraid to die that I do things or whatever. And, she, you know, she, I guess she accepts the apology. And she says, that's, you know, then she says, I tried so hard to stay away from violence, but Marco pulled me in. And now the people that we're hunting and killing are the same people that I used to run with. And I was like, that's real, I guess, but you ran with some messed up people, Naomi. <laughs> You know, that was the life she was living. Yeah, if if I was in the KKK and then I got out (laughs) and I started like hunting them down, I wouldn't. Yes, those are the people used to rock with. They're messed up people, though. So, you know, that's 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 the less life. You're a war criminal, Naomi. Don't get it (laughs) twisted. Well, you got pardoned because you helped us save the universe. That's the only reason you cool. Right. Yeah. But you looking at Clarissa Mao on her face and like... Yeah, didn't oh, Naomi I'm, like wakes up? Didn't she say last season she wakes some engine to like kill like... She, create, she created the virus that caused the engine to blow up and kill all those people. Yeah. Wait, what? 
Remember, that's the whole reason she left Marcos. She realized the virus they made, it wasn't just going to be for, like, we're going to strike when they left. He made it sure it was most populated when that thing blew up so they could have the biggest impact. Right. 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 So, you know, so she's she's still getting over that. So the Rossi stops at a UN supply ship to, you know, get supplies, get filled up on energy or whatever the fuck. Like, they don't have gas, so <laughs> whatever. The power to ship fuel pellets, fuel pellets, and uh, you know, they're told Holden is told that you're gonna have a mission specialist boarding shortly. And he's like, Who is this? And they're like, That's all we can say bye. <laughs> they did the quick hang up, and so he goes down to the hangar and he opens the door, and it's like, Oh, it's Bobby. And Bobby's like, You know, yeah, so come on board. And so, you know, Bobby comes on board, and before that, he tells Clarissa, like, Hey. You know, we got this UN person coming on. I don't know who it is, so go hide in your room, basically. <laughs> go hide in your room until I tell you to come out. <laughs> and Bobby comes on board, and he ta- she tells him, like, this is the real mission. Like, you know, that spider ship, we're not going to blow it up. We're going to find it, we're going to capture it, because we're going to get data off of it. And she's like, I'm in charge, that's what we're going to do. And then she's like, why is Rossi doing this? And then um, told us, like, because, you know, obviously Rala lost some Marine ships and she don't want them optics of losing another, like, strike team. And then Bobby tried to, like, play it off. He's like, no, no, no. Like, we're specialists. We can get in and get out and we'll be fine. And they're like, and then Amos is like, but when you get on there, like, you know, that's much more dangerous, like, getting in there and shooting them. And then Bobby was like, that's what you got me for. And Naomi was like, basically like, oh, yeah, we're going to kill more belters. Great. Just walks away. She didn't say that, but that was on her face. Um, and so Amos just runs up to Bobby and was like, oh, yeah, clear some miles on the ship. Say hi, Peaches. <laughs> you can walk around freely now. And oh, yeah. Bobby, he had the FaceTime up. He had the, the video chat up like, hey, uh, say hi. And, he's like, and Bobby just was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> How you got her? Oh, God, damn. She's like, you are housing a fugitive. Yeah, he's like, he's like, I trust Amos. Amos trusts her, so she's good. This is my ship. And she's like, all right, Captain. Cool. And so before she leaves, she's like, hey, let me ask you something. So let me ask you something, Bobby. Y'all see that ship? They're like, you know, you heard about ships disappearing in the rings? And she's like, what you mean? He's like, look at this. And she's like, that's not a normal pass-through. And she's like, you would know. And he was like, yeah. I think that ship had that stolen protomolecule from Fred, uh, Fred Johnson on it. Can y'all get me more intel on these ships? And she was like, yeah, I'll get that for you. Um, so then they find a Zero Dragon. You know, Bobby suits up in her suit. And Amos is like, yo, when can I get one of these? And he was like, <laughs> she was like, you're not ready for this. Yeah, you're not ready for this. But man, yeah, <laughs> <Pee-wee>. <laughs> <laughs> So they so, continue their, their whole uh, Marine versus whatever. Mercenary? Whatever Amos What is, is. What is Amos? A mercenary? Merc at this point? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Merc. And so, uh, you know, they're trying to hide out and the ship spots them and takes off. And I thought this was cool how they shot this, how like the ship was chasing them and then they got like over top of them. And then Bobby, like a gangster, just jumps out of the ship. Yo! (laughs) Yo, she just was like, first off, what led to her jumping out the thing, everybody else is getting crushed by the gravity. So her suit it's just, uh, uh, just the technology, the Martian ingenuity. I don't know what it is, 
but her suit allowed her to ignore all the all the G's pushing down on everybody else who was struggling. And then she tells Holden over the comms, like, no, you're not going to shoot, you know, just send a missile or whatever to shoot this thing down. You're going to pull up beside it, I'll jump out, and do my thing. You Okay, this is my mission, and I'm running this. Do we understand each other? <laughs> like, you're okay. And he went and pulled up, up, up beside it, and she jumped out and did her thing. And it was one of the most impressive uh, uh, Bobby Draper moments of the series. And then Naomi was supposed to jump down and do her tech thing, and she completely had PTSD. Like she froze up, had the whole flashbacks. Which I'm like, yeah, she jumped out in the space with no suit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have that too. Yeah, it's that's like, oh, right. This it would it would be silly if she didn't. Have mm-hmm. some eventual, even though it's six months later, some kind of eventual uh, breakdown or come up and or, or you know come to Jesus kind of moment with, with what she went through, and like a champ, did Clarissa Mild, you know, berate her on the comms or anything? Oh, she's out of action. I got it. Boom, jumped in the, and did her she thing. She didn't know what the hell she was doing though. So she gets well, down there, and she's messing yeah. around. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, Softy McSoftington froze like he going to do. So somebody had to step up. And then up. Once, she, once Naomi got, who was still safe on wherever, you know, she never made the jump. She's like, you need to pull that cable out. The black one, the one with the, you know, described it to her. And uh, Clarissa uh, Peaches was able to do do thing with the aid of. So it was like, okay, finally we can put, they can put their well, it's not there. It's more one-sided. But, it's one-sided, yeah. Uh, Naomi can get over her shit with, with Clarissa. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clarissa proved she's capable and was willing to do something that, at least in the moment, Naomi was completely unable to, to, to do. So there's got to be some kind of bond or respect level there now uh, going forward, you at least hope. Yep. And so then, you know, uh, Holden and Amos go on the ship on the bridge. They shoot the two people dead. They roll up and they basically. I mean, get, it wasn't it. It wasn't. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. Clarissa had to use her. Um, had to use her. Um, uh, she her her mind. Her mind. Yeah. To save to save Bobby. I forgot yep. about that. Yep. Yeah, because old girl had to jump on Bobby. Mm-hmm. So she turned into the Flash and killed the dude person and threw up in her suit, which was disgusting. Um, so can you explain to me what happened in that moment? Like when Clarissa, like what did yeah, Clarissa she went do? like the flash and zoomed over and killed the dude? I don't know how she killed him. Because they showed over. like the, the, the gash and the thing. So somebody was about to shoot Bobby with that like laser thing or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so they basically get the information from the computer and it's like they got all the information about the rocks that they were trying to shoot. And so core. they can stop. They were them. trying to wipe the core and they came in with the override. It was like, nope. And so, you know, before then, then they cut to, we didn't finish this, but then they cut to series. And, you know, Marcos is talking to Rosenfeld and she's like, yeah, they're watching the footage from the inside of the Azure Dragon mm-hmm. and it gets wiped out. And they're like, damn. 
They got they got that. So and it's not destroyed. So they know he where all our knew, rocks are. He knew immediately, like, oh, they got him, and the drive didn't get wiped. Oh shit. They got everything. Like the Azure Dragon was, they made a point of telling you how tricked out and how capable, but unarmed. Like it's it's no armor. It's not a, you know, fighting class ship. This is a pure information gathering vessel. Mm -hmm. So it had everything. You saw they made a point of getting a close up of all those satellites and dishes Mm -hmm. and all on the side of of the of the ship. And yeah, and basically they can't shoot no rocks at Earth anymore. So since they, the Earth had to bring all their fleet back to Earth to stop all these rocks, and so he was like, "Now that we can't shoot no rocks at them, they're going to point all their ships." Well, they can. The they're rocks coming. are going to go off. They just now know when and where. When is going to happen, right? Because remember, it was <laughs> yeah. the synchronized. It was like the program. That's what the Asian Dragon did. It uh-huh. was basically running that system for. Uh-huh. They basically got the the the, the Native American coke crackers. Right, <laughs> come through, through with the like. Oh, here's where they're going to be, and what time they're going to be there. And so, so yeah, and that's all pre. It seems like those are all pre. You know, they're they're set to go off on the pre oh, uh, yeah. a pre-launch schedule. So it's not like they can go back in there and modify and and do anything. So they're either going to yeah, they're just going to shoot them all down or capture them or whatever. However it goes. So then, uh, and then they say, "Well, they're coming for us now." And he's like, "I wanted the war to be. I wanted to be in the fight. Let them come to series or something like that." Uh, so he's like, "The Anders were never going to give series up. It's too emotional to them, or something like that." And so he's like, "Bring the fight. They're going to bring the fight to us, so we're ready." And so then the last part of the show with the Rossi was Holden talking to. Um, he walks in on Clarissa in the med lab. And Amos is like, yeah, you did a good job, and you helped Naomi, and blah, blah, blah. And Bobby said you did a good job. And Holden was like, don't you ever do anything without running it up the chain of the command again. Like, when you're part of this crew, you got to run it up. And Amos is like, god damn, you chewing her out? And she's smiling. And yeah. she's like, uh, he's like, you know you got chewed out, right? She was like, he said I was a part of the crew. It's the first time, yeah. And I was like, oh, look at her being so a part of the crew. And that was it. So, uh, before we go, I haven't watched episode three. I don't know if either of you have, but I, I haven't have. watched it yet. You I got like ten Trev? minutes in, but not much. Uh, so, what are you looking forward to in episode three, Trev? Um, for real, for real, just not nothing specifically. Just now that I think about it, I guess more because she's awesome and great, but more more Bobby and how she interacts with. Like there's that conversation with Holden, that whole like, I mean, this is my hot and then we go on my because it all worked out. Mm-hmm. Like it all went the way, like we're gonna we, we can't don't shoot it, we're gonna capture it. And she's got a big win under her belt. I don't think Holden's not the type to now be like that damn Bobby undermining me. But how did but how is that gonna work going forward? Uh, and uh, and also Naomi and her and her her stress and PTSD issues. That's uh, 
That's interesting. It's wild that I didn't think about it until it happened. But as soon as it happened, it made all the sense in the world. Like, yeah, you expect her to jump out of that thing? <laughs> you know, with what she's been through and how, with the things she's had to do. Uh, you know, last season was just a mess for Naomi. Like, that was just tr- just trauma on trauma on trauma. On, uh, 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 miracle feet on miracle feet. You know, she was just pulling off uh, wild feet after wild feet on that uh, season five. Um, so yeah, some more uh, Holden and, and and Bobby and just yeah. And uh, what about you, uh, Rich? What are you looking for episode three? I want to see what's going on on Stankonia. I mean, Laconia. <laughs> yeah, it is interesting seeing a new planet. I, yeah, me for me is Laconia, and I want to see if the people turn on Marcos because I felt like they were trying to lay some groundwork for like the people on series to be like, "Hey, man, this ain't much better than when the when the Earthers were running yeah. this or the Mars people were running this." So I want to see how long he can keep up. This, especially if the if they start bringing a fight to series and these people start dying, like I just want to see what's going to happen with that. So, like Earth's Earth's response is going to be uh, in the next four episodes for sure. Yes, a big, a big, uh, a big, big point. Yep. So, like I said when we started, we're doing two episodes at a time, so we'll probably be back in a couple weeks. To do well, let's try to do well. Both three and four are out. Oh, four is out already. Four, four, four came out. Uh, they don't wait. Oh. Sometimes you know they don't wait till Friday. They'll throw that thing at you Thursday night. So oh, four, four okay. is up. Yeah. So we, we, you know, it's just on us now to. Yeah, so maybe we'll try to come back next week if everybody's free and yeah. can watch it time. I'll watch three and four because I got a bunch of days off coming up. Yeah, so. Uh, I'll watch three and four, and we'll come back next week and do three and four. Um, Trev, anything you want to um, plug before we get out of here? Um, oh, before you before you go, yeah, because of you and Rich, I don't know if I told y'all this last time. Okay, but I watched all of his dark materials. Oh, word! And I listened to y'all's show because. Uh, y'all were doing the show, and I watched the show, mm-hmm. and I love it. So I can't wait for that. I think they're only doing one more season of that too. It's one more season. So yeah. the, the that that was a, an issue going forward. Like that was uh, as far as production and COVID and all that. Uh, season three got pushed back. It, it should have been. It should be playing now. Like if it went from the last first two seasons, it should be starting in the in the fall slash winter. Uh, but it'll come out sometime in. 2022 but it is the third season and it's going to be based on the third book in the his dark materials uh uh original trilogy uh it's going to be the amber spyglass at uh season and i'm very interested because the amber spyglass is just such a like when you put the physical books next to each other it's the size of books one and two combined yeah so it's a lot oh, right. of material. It's dense. But they're going to be doing it in the same amount of episodes, eight or ten, you know, whatever this episodes is, number is. Uh, and so much happens. And the characters that they introduce, specifically the Mulefa and the Galavespian, are visually like 
how are they going to do? They got to spend some money to make these characters and to make these types of folks happen. Uh, so season three, for so many reasons, is like, yeah, can they do it justice? And then if they do, how does it, how do these individuals, uh, uh, species of, 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 of sentient beings, what do they look like and how do they, people were complaining, especially after season one, that the demons weren't as populous as they should have been. And Bad Wolf slash HBO was like, look, we wasn't trying to, y'all want a show? Y'all want, y'all want, <laughs> you know, y'all want us to be able to fly to this place and shoot? Or y'all want like y'all little animal friends to populate the screen and spend bandwidth and uh, uh, CGI money? Uh, yeah. But the show has gotten a bunch of, it clearly got an increased budget and it's going to need it because season three, book three is, yeah, takes it to the, uh, takes it to the limit as far as like different beings. I, Rich, and you'll be the only one I really understand. Wait, did you say you read or you just watched the show? You didn't I just it. watched the show. Okay, okay. So in, in book three, when we are in the Mulefa world, that damn, remember the bird, the giant birds? I forget what they were called. Father Gomez shot the one and <laughs> blew his head off and the other ones was like, oh, okay, guns. That's what that does? Cool, 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 cool. We, we won't, do they introduce those things, these giant goose-like birds that you could sail on, basically? Uh, so it's going to be interesting going forward. Yeah, so if you're going to binge his dark materials over this, you know, how they break, you know, go check out the Demon Dust podcast. I listen to every episode, so I'm into it. Uh, but yeah, anything else you want to plug before we get out, Travis? Uh, follow us on Twitter at East Coast Cast. Uh, go to eastcoastcast.com, listen to listen to the show, uh, sign up for the torch if you like insider wrestling, insider stuff, the news, and the, you know, dirt sheet stuff. <laughs> to use the to use a, use a colloquialism. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, that's it. I guess you can follow me at Travlord if you're so inclined. <laughs> Rich, what about you? Uh, follow me on Twitter at Rich underscore fan. Ditto to the tort stuff. Uh, you can always look on the free side of things. I do the deep dive Saturdays, and I think that's it. Oh, and listen to Brandon and Jeff and Sam on the uh, two-hour review we oh, did yeah. of Spider-Man No Way Home on the deep dive. I thought that was pretty fun. Yeah, that was fun. This woman wants to go to the movies with me, and I was like, all right, so what you trying to see? Assume, I was like, oh, she, if she take, if she want to take me to Spider-Man, I'm, I'm going, because I ain't seen Spider-Man yet. And she was like, I want to see King's Man. I was like, <laughs> I, I don't... Isn't that like the third of a... Isn't mm-hmm. that like the third installment? Cool uh, yeah, so I'm not going to know what's going on. Yeah. I don't either. I need to watch Kingsman. So I'm with you. So yeah, we'll be back next week, episodes three and four of uh, The Expanse. Thank you all for listening. And uh, go check out, uh, we did an Insecure review. So that's on the feed for the season series finale of Insecure. So if you're into that show, go check that out. And uh, we'll talk to you all later. Peace.